Have you ever felt like you've got more in the tank and you know that there's more potential in you, especially in business? Jack came to set the standard and he ended up tripling his business within a couple of months. He has an email marketing company. Some of the tools and the tactics and the mindsets that we teach, we teach every two to three weeks in a free mindset webinar. This is an invite to you to come to that webinar. Just click the link below. It's the first link in the description and I'd love to see you guys there. Can't wait. And she's like, yeah, but how are we going to pay rent next month? And I was like, I don't know, but you have to trust me. And that was it. And we just cried. Jess, thank you so much for coming on to the show. Awesome. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank <laughs> I'm you. I'm pumped to be here. <laughs> Woohoo. So, yeah, I'd just love to know something like you've obviously just moved to Bali, living the good life. What are yep. some lessons that you've just sort of been thinking about while you're there with work, with the stuff that you're doing, living out those dreams? What's some new reflections or some things that you have learned which are really new but powerful? Oh, this is a really good one, something that I've actually been thinking about a, a lot recently. Um, but I would say that not having to work as long as hours that I was working in Australia but still making more than what I did in Australia. Go figure, right? Why why is that? (laughs) I think finding balance, like more peace and and more balance within my own life, definitely. I think being in Australia, um, definitely very conditioned to live like a very wake up, go to the gym, go to work. Well, even though I work for myself, like go to work and then wrap up the day, that's it, repeat Groundhog Day. And, you know, to be fair, like I was definitely stuck in that Groundhog Day except for myself, for my own business. So I guess my life really did lack balance in in some way. Like it definitely lacked going out a lot, like socializing, you know, going and doing things outside of my comfort zone. I'm an introvert, believe it or not. So, so for me, comfort is like everything. Like I'm like, yeah, I'll just stay home and I'll just, you know, hang out with, you know, just hang out with my dog. But moving to Bali, I was like, you know, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. Like I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to go and make friends. I'm going to go and do things. I'm going to go on adventure. And the first month was really, really hard balancing a business and panicking. Like, Emma, is my business going to like burn down because I'm having fun. It didn't burn down. <laughs> it actually has done, I know, it's actually done really well. But for me, like I just feel at peace. Like I feel very, very balanced between business and then also just living. Nice. What gave you like, what was the moment where you sort of gave yourself permission to do that when it was like, Oof, okay, I can, I can manage both of these things? Oh, There was two moments. There was definitely two moments. So I actually was supposed to move to America in December and I didn't move. Yeah, I know. Big one, right? So I was like stuck at the end of the year or going into January in two timelines. I felt like the timeline that I had set for myself didn't happen. And then I felt like I was in another timeline. I was like, what am I going to do? And I was like, holy hell, like my My whole year that I had planned for this year was like hustle, like hustle, expansion, go to the States, do all the big things, be the big name, like push myself even further than what I thought. But then I went into the year and I was like, oh, this isn't happening. So what am I going to do? So then I decided to jump onto a 
friend's holiday and I was like, I'm going to come to Bali with you. So within two weeks, I booked my flights, packed my bags and I was like, okay, awesome. I'm going. So in that sense, I was like, well, that's not happening. The US isn't happening. So what do I want to do? And I honestly felt a little bit lost, but I'm like, well, maybe I need to go and have some fun instead. So I ended up in Bali and I guess it's been really hard. The the first four weeks was definitely the hardest. It was really hard to just say like, Jess, you're good. You're okay. You have no Wi-Fi right now. Like you're okay. Don't stress. And it was a lot of like just talking to myself and like calming myself down and just communicating with my team a little bit more and like leaning on them for support allowed me to give myself more permission to take half days of work or not work for like 10 hours a day. <laughs> so it's been great. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I think it would have been like a big thing as well, surely, like being able to give you like have yeah. that, okay, I'm actually going to work half a day today instead of yeah. crushing a whole day because I work with a lot of people where they sort of their whole identity is I must work hard to achieve success or have things to to grow. And my argument back to that is like, well, it's not so much like your hustle. It's the the power of the decisions um, that you make and how you can set up things, not so much how much you can grind. Um, so how was that like, how was that for you having that sort of? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been good. Like I've been practicing a lot of mindfulness over like the last six months and like slowing myself down more and more and more. Um, and you know, a little bit of background information, like on me, like majority of my hustle, quote unquote hustle is it's just conditioning. That's all it is. And I'm very aware that it's conditioning. I grew up in a low income earning home. So, you know, everything that I've been taught growing up is you have to work really, really hard to make money. You have to work hard. You've got to work seven days a week. Like all I seen was my parents, well, my father working seven days a week, working ridiculous hours for like $40,000 a year, if that, and that's like my whole family. So that conditioning, I took on myself and I have been like that since I've been 15, I've been taking care of myself since then. So now that I'm aware of it and I built this amazing successful business And I worked on so much of my trauma and my childhood conditioning. Now it's learning how to operate not from a place of trauma in my business, but operate from a place of inspiration, which is a really big shift. So over the last, I would say, eight months, I've really been trying to like work and operate from that place, from inspiration, as opposed to like trauma, got to work this X amount of hours to make money, to pay bills, like trauma, trauma, trauma response, like the whole thing. So now it's just a really, really big shift. And it's probably the hardest shift that I think I've had to do. The trauma work was easy. Now it's like breaking conditioning. Oh my gosh. It's like every day. (laughs) What does that look like? I'd love to know the difference of, you know, what it's like when you're okay, this is my mindset and how I feel internally in terms of I'm working in this uh, desperation or trauma side of things. And then, okay, now what does this look like? while I'm working and living my life in this, you know, inspiration side of things, what's like the difference in your mind and how you feel about it? Yeah, that's a really good question. So I guess before I had done a lot of like mindset work and worked on my own stuff and was aware of working on everything, everything was to take care of my mom and my sister, like everything. I took on that responsibility when my father left my mom, left her with nothing, left her bankrupt and all of the things. 
And I took on the responsibility to take care of my mum and my sister. So my whole like teenage life was trying to make it, trying to figure it out, trying to like make money, trying to help so that I can take care of them. So my entire mission for, I would say, since I was like 13, 15, has been for my mum and my sister, everything that I have done and fought for. And it was still like that starting my fitness business, then going into this business. It was like I need to take care of my mom. My mom had lots of health issues. My sister had depression and she was suicidal and I ended up having to take care of her. So I'm like, i got to take care. i got to take care. So it was like a fight. It was a fight. Like I was, I'm like known in the family as the survivor, so to say. <laughs> so, you know, that everything was like, I need to do this because I need to help. So from that place, you know, it's been a big blessing because I, I've made the impact that I have in my business. Absolutely. Um, you know, it wasn't all for the money. It absolutely wasn't all for the money. The money just came as a byproduct of not just how hard I was willing to work, but how much I was willing to work on myself. Um, but there was a lot of skeletons. I will say this, money is great. However, money is a magnifying glass for what's sitting underneath the surface. So the more money I kept making, the more it was bringing to light all of my problems, (laughs) everything. And everything was like a huge emotional like vomit. So yeah, like if I can think about like 2020 Jess doing really great, making lots of money, making impact, business growing, but stuck in scarcity, fearing my money, just waking up one day and it just disappearing non-stop hustle culture like I didn't sleep I wasn't sleeping I was sleeping four hours a night I was anxious when I woke up to when I went to sleep some nights I wouldn't even work and I'd be on back-to-back coaching calls like I was so scared of the success that I had had so fast I was scared that it was a dream it was almost like this is too good to be true it's a lie and I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and it's born so that was like 2020 Jess now I know I've really had to embody what I've created and really like trust that what I've created is powerful and really trust in, in what I've done for myself has, it has been a byproduct to where I am right now. And I guess now, like, you know, I retired my mom, uh, my sister's in the best place. She's just, we've just promoted her to co-director of the company. And now like I did what I said that I was going to do. So in, in hindsight, like, it's crazy because I, I said I wanted to do this, like, at 15 and now I'm 30 <laughs> and I'm like, what is even going on? So that, I guess, those big achievements, like, along the way, like, I've had to really reflect, reflection, because otherwise it's very easy to keep jumping, jumping, jumping to the next thing of, like, okay, well, it's not good enough. I need to do more. I need to do more. I need to do more. So for me, I've had to really sit, reflect, do a lot of breath work, understand my, my emotions a little bit more, um, really like focus on who I am as a person and really get, I've had to break down, like I call it like business Jess. Her name is business Jess. It's like my identity. But then I've had to learn how to be just Jess because business Jess is the one that saves the world and is hustle culture. Whereas just Jess is just Jess before she decided she was going to save the world. How does it make you feel knowing that you got to that position? <laughs> it's it's honestly awesome. It's it's 
it's good to know that, you know, you can really change your life. Like you can really change your life no matter like what home you've been brought up in, no matter what circumstances you've been been through or whatever, like any whatever you've been through. It's powerful to know how amazing the mind is that you can honestly reprogram your mind to be a completely different person and to find peace, joy and stillness. Like it's amazing. Yeah, well, what, what would you say to the, those people? So people are in that position where they're just stuck mm-hmm. in that hustle mode and they just feel like they'll never be able to see the light at the end of the tunnel. What would you say to them? Yeah, I think, oh, gosh, that's a big one. <laughs> um, I would say, like, as hard as it is, you've got to stop worrying about the future, like, too much. I think the mind is such a powerful place. Like, it's like chaos. So I feel like when when you overthink and you overanalyze everything so much, it actually stops you from even, like, moving forward. Like, what I've had to learn uh, how to like operate and make decisions as well is not just from the mind, the logical mind, but also making decisions based on desire. So what do you desire to have? What do you desire to want for your life? And more so sitting in a place of like pure desire of this is what I want to have. Yes, it sounds like it's out of reach and it sounds like it's impossible. But what I've come to understand is you know, the big milestones that I've accomplished, there was definitely strategy and things behind it, but it was also like, yeah, I can fucking do this. Like I believe in myself. I really, really believe in myself. I believe in what I want. This is the life that I want to live. And it's more so operating from a place of like pure heart, like desire and manifestation. Like that's it. (laughs) Not so much about like, when am I going to get there? How many steps does it need to take to get there? Panicking about things that haven't even happened yet. Oh, man. Well, what would you say to the people who think that they can't get there? Oof. (laughs) They have like limiting beliefs around themselves. Uh, I'll never be able to do it. Like I can't get there. What would you um, say to them? Yeah. I I think it's like, who do you need to become to get there? Like, who do you need to become? You know, I have this conversation with all of my clients all the time. And, you know, some of them sit and like so frustrated that they're not like making $10,000 a month. And I'm like, well, who do you need to become to make $10,000 a month? Who do you need to become to make $20,000 a month? Because the girl that's making, that's on a salary right now and that's working for someone else, you're an employee. So who do you need to become to work for yourself? What do you need to do for yourself? Whether it's, you know, being more committed to showing up on social media, like the basic stuff, like are you selling? Are you posting? Are you, you know, honoring yourself? Like what commitments and and declarations have you made to yourself? Like are you honoring those? And are you willing to be uncomfortable and do things outside of your own level of comfort? Or are you bullshitting yourself and not doing the things? (laughs) So you know, true. so it's who are you willing to become to have the life that you want? Because, you know, I, I I feel like that, you know, when desire and like big ambitious goals and all of these big things, like it's amazing to have all of those things. But to have those things, you have to become a different person. So true. 
And I think like what's really important there is what you're saying about being uncomfortable and comfortable. And I love your message of using social media as a tool to scale your business and use it for everything. But people get so uncomfortable about posting and doing certain things on social media. And then it's very common that you see someone who's very young, who has a very successful business online because they've decided to use it as a tool. And I'm sure you probably see that all the time. So I'd love to hear like your take on how social media is a tool and how to get out your comfort zone and use it to actually create a dream of like a dream life that you've wanted to have. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like social media sometimes gets like a really, really bad rap. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But thank God for the pandemic because I feel like it really did change the way that people are using the internet and the way that people are consuming. So I am so grateful for the pandemic. I know that it's been like a crazy, crazy season for a lot of people, but it also created a lot of opportunity for a lot of people. So, you know, I love the way that social media has changed. And, you know, for those for those that are thinking about wanting to use social media to promote their brand, it's like there's there is literally over a billion active users on social media, like on Instagram alone, a billion active users. Like every single business is marketing their business on Instagram. If you look at TikTok, like e-commerce blew up in TikTok and you look at TikTok, even Facebook, people still use Facebook to promote their business, organic like Facebook, you know. Um, I feel like that if you are still like got this wall up to social media and you're still feeling like I shouldn't sell or like this is weird or like why me? Why should I do it? I'm just like, well, why not? Because like everyone is doing it. So like you're going to be like one out of a million people, if more than a million, a billion people like afraid to market your business when everyone is doing it. So it's like, it's normal now to do this. Whereas when I first started, you know, I started on Instagram in 2012 and I was just like an influencer sharing my fitness journey and all the things. Then I started competing and doing all of the bodybuilding competitions and all the rest. And back then it was kind of like, what are these girls doing? Like, what are they, what are they doing? Like these girls are like promoting 10% discount codes and like all this random stuff. And back then a lot of people were very judgy. Like a lot of people were very judgy about like people trying to build this brand on social media. So I definitely copped a lot of backlash from it. The amount of people that have told me that I'm wasting my time. Why are you creating all this content? Does anyone even read your posts? Like I've dated guys and they're like, no, this is embarrassing. What will my mother think? (laughs) Or like, I think you should go and get a corporate job. Like it's safe. (laughs) Sorry, I'm I'm a boss ass bitch, guys. No, thank you. And like a lot of people will have really negative things to say, like, why are you doing this? Why are you selling? Or I don't know, people have negative things to say and it's their own opinion. People can have an opinion, but it's whether you decide to take that on for yourself. If you decide to take that on for yourself, you're never going to get out of your own way and create your brand and your social presence. For me, I, you know, coming back to desire, like coming back to the desire, I knew social media was going to change my life. Even when I was nursing, I knew that it was going to be the thing that was going to change my life. So for me, I just kept showing up. Like I just kept posting, kept doing it, kept becoming better, like kept learning how to write, kept learning how to self-express. Like for me, it was a place of like, it felt like a diary for me. So I just kept showing up regardless what other people were saying and people's opinions. I knew that this is what I wanted for myself. I knew that I wanted to have an online business. I knew how powerful Instagram was because I had friends that were killing it already. 
So for me, I'm like, I just need to keep at this because eventually it's going to pay off. So I kept the vision of online freedom and having an online business in my heart for so long before it even became like a big thing, before it even made sense. You know, so I think for like those that are either just dabbling in social media and like, oh, I don't know about this, or you're thinking about doing it, you just have to make a decision for yourself and commit to doing it. Because at the end of the day, like consistency is going to build upon itself and it has a compound effect. So you may not be have a social status at the start, but if you're consistent at it, you will build that, build that social status over time. And it's like you can either not post now or you can post for like one year and see how much you'll change. For sure. And what would, what do you, what would you like recommend to people who are just starting in terms of on their social media, like cool now, especially in 2022, because social media mm-hmm. is so different. It's like, what would you encourage people to use just in terms of just the practical stuff in terms of yeah. like what actual platforms, what, Absolutely. what to do? Look, I feel like you've got to find the platform that vibes for you. Like yeah. some like Facebook, some like Instagram or like some people love TikTok. If you're really good at video creation and self-expression, you can do that. For me, Instagram has always been the, the home for me. So I personally love it. Um, I think if you are just starting out, like have a think of like who your ideal client is. So if your ideal client is like corporate, for example, maybe Instagram may not be the best place for you to hang out. Maybe LinkedIn is the best place for you to hang out. You know, if um, if it's like mums and all the things, maybe Facebook might be the best the best place to kind of hang out. You've got to think about who's your ideal client, who are the women or men that you want to work with and where are they hanging out? Where would they more likely purchase from you? So I would start there and then really just getting clear on like your brand, like your vision, like what do you, who do you want to be on social media? Like your, your Instagram or whatever platform you're using is you, like it should be self-expression. It should be very trans, trans, transparent. Like you should be the same person on social media that you are in real life. So I feel like the people that are just starting out, they try to be somebody else too much. They're trying to be other people, but you have to be yourself. So I think get clear on the niche and really who you are trying to be, like who you're trying to help on social media is the person that you were. It's such good, like even just thinking of that and starting your own online business um, for yourself and using social media is it's a big personal development process and journey, like in general, because it's going to be hard for you to serve anyone else who, you know, you don't know how to serve and, the only re- the only way you're going to serve someone who needs your help is if you've figured that out and for yourself. So there's always like yeah. a like a like a massive personal development journey. Yeah, it absolutely is. It's been it's been huge for me. Even a point of like self expression and connection, like with other people. I can't even tell, you know, for anyone listening, like my my connections that I have, like with so many brands, companies, people, like. I have built all through social media. So it opened up so many doorways, like so many friendships. I think I have more social media friends than I actually have real life friends. And you probably talk to them all the time as well. (laughs) Yeah, we do. And it's like, you know, you find like your tribe, you find your aligned people on social media. Like it just, and even your clients, like the clients that I even have in, in my, that work with me, like they're like, hell yes, clients. They're, they're everything that, 
I love, like I love the women and men in my in my programs and that work with me because I express myself and I attract people that are in alignment with me. For which sure. Is it is, I think that is so powerful. And also I'd like to just like switch gears a little bit as well, just like a question that popped into my head. That is for you personally, how do you think, you know, all of the lessons that you learned with all your fitness journey, how do you think that they serve you as an entrepreneur and a business owner? That's a good question. Um, you know, before I ever started training or doing bodybuilding competitions, I hadn't really been taught how to really like stay committed to a goal. Like I was never taught goal setting growing up in my home or anything like that. So like bodybuilding, like really taught me that I can be disciplined, that I can have a goal and I can achieve that goal, that I'm in control of how, how hard I'm willing to push myself and how, how, how I get to that goal. Like I knew that I was in control of that. Like my decisions dictated my performance. So it really, I think doing three years back to back, like really did teach me what I was capable of. Yeah, I know. I know. Crazy. I came out of that really crazy. Let's not even talk about that one. Oh my gosh. Um, but, uh, I, you know, that really taught me like what I was capable of. And I'm like, Hey, if I can starve myself for six months at a time and like smash myself in the gym for four hours a day, then, Hey, like I can probably be an amazing entrepreneur. So I think it really just taught me like hard work, like being tenacious, being, you know, disciplined, being resilient, being committed. It showed me that if I have a goal and I set my mind to it, like I can literally achieve anything. So I did take those same qualities into my nursing career, into um, the businesses that I've worked for as well. And then even just into this business, I'm like, hey, if I could do that, like I can literally do anything. Oh man, for sure. In terms of like you as well, you would have developed all of these healthy type of habits mm -hmm. in terms of, I'm not sure for you, is it just like sleeping, um, making yeah. sure you're exercising every day, eating regular meals mm -hmm. and stuff. Do they serve you now in your business? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, you can't run a business without putting yourself first, like your health first. Like I know for myself, like if I don't eat well, if I don't drink enough water, if I don't sleep enough, like I'm not going to be my best for my clients nor for my business. So for me, you know, gym has always been a big thing, a part of my life, whether it's, you know, there's been seasons in my business, especially the building phases where I didn't train. I had to cut back and I was like, I'm not going to smash myself in the gym six days a week, seven days a week, fry my central nervous system. But hey, I want to be like, have this amazing business. Like, you know, I've had to learn how to cut back with training, focus on maintaining, focus on just overall well-being and just health, like just being healthy and taking care of myself so that I had enough energy to pour into my business and into my clients. Because when your business does kick off and it starts like growing, it's a lot of pressure. You're holding space for a lot of people. Like I have a lot of clients who are having a lot of emotional conversations. You know, you're the, you're wearing all of the hats and everything. So it's like, how do you, you can't pour from an empty cup. So if you're not putting yourself first and you're not taking care of yourself, how do you expect your business to thrive? Because being an entrepreneur is a high performance like job. It's a high performance job. So your body and your mind needs to be like optimal to be able to do that. Crazy. So powerful. I'd love to know 
like in your perception for you is what are some things that you've done in terms of investing in yourself to make yourself like better? Cause obviously if you look at yourself, you're the most important asset of your yeah. business. So we want to invest in you. What are some things that you have done that could be outside the box, inside the box trainings, like whatever it is in terms of me, it could be leadership training or breath work or something. What are some things that you've done to invest in yourself that you think have like really helped you in your business? Oh, there's so many. Um, so I love investing. I think investing has been the most powerful thing that has allowed me to grow at like just at the rate that I have. And, you know, if I can even think of like my, my first two like business mentors that I invested into, you know, I just wanted to learn how I could turn, how I could make more money, how I could learn how to make more money. Like that was my number one thing. Like how could how could I turn what five hundred dollars into like five thousand dollars? How could I turn one thousand into ten thousand? Like that to me was so like intriguing. So my first investments was like I want to learn how to make money. How do I become better? How do I be a coach, but not just be a coach, but be a business owner, be a you know a a leader? How do I become that? So. Business investments, if, you know, we can look at that to start with. Um, I started investing, gosh, back in like 2015, maybe 15, 17. <coughs> Pardon me. So <coughs> I started investing back then and I haven't stopped investing since then. <coughs> um, I think some of the, the best investments that I made for myself were ones that were beyond what I could afford or what was within my budget. Um, I think my very first biggest investment was 30,000 USD and I was only making $14,000 a month. What so the payment plan, yeah, the, the payment plan was like $10,000 a month. Look about <laughs> <So>, accountability. <laughs> but that like, it wasn't even like that meant that I trusted myself that, that this is when you operate in desire. And, you know, for anyone that's listening and you're like thinking about investing in yourself, or you want to learn how to make money, you want to learn how to build a brand, you want to learn how to be a business owner, all of those things. It comes down to a level of self-trust. Like that's it. The investments that you make is how deeply you're willing to trust yourself and the desires that you have for your heart. So the investments, like, once I leaped and I really leaped in, in my business, it was how much I trusted myself and my dreams. So, but investing into a, a mentor that is way ahead of you, that is charging ridiculous amounts, like 30,000 for 12 weeks. <laughs> Woo, that was huge. And I remember sitting in my bed and I was like, oh my gosh, am I going to do this? And I was like laying there and I was like, am I going to do this? Like, and I was like, how bad do I want this? I've been thinking about this for years. I've been following this mentor for years. I was like watching this mentor at like 3 a.m. in the morning every day. Like I wish I could be as courageous as her. I got the opportunity to get on a call with her and I was like, shit, like am I, this is it. Like this is literally it. This is the moment. Are you going to do it, Jess, or are you not going to do it? And, you know, I did it and I was shit scared. I was so scared. I was like, am I going to make the money back? And I was like, it wasn't even about the mentor or what the mentor could give me. I already knew she was successful. So it had nothing to do with whether she had the strategies, the resources or all of the things. Of course she had it. She was a millionaire. It was how much I was willing to trust myself in that moment. So that would have been the biggest one. And ever since then, I have invested beyond my level of comfort. Last year, I paid $96,000 $96, for one mentor for nine months or eight months, eight months, sorry. 
So, you know, it's been nonstop since then and the investments get bigger and bigger and bigger. But the more that I'm willing to change, again, coming back to the how much are you willing to change, who is the woman you desire to become or the man that you desire to become in order to have the things that you want to have for yourself. So I'm constantly pushing my edges on what I can do to stretch myself. I think another thing, especially in the last six months, like breath work definitely has helped me a lot, a lot, changed the game for me. Um, Being a woman in business is hard. It's (sighs) really, really hard. You know, naturally we are supposed to sit in a lot of feminine energy. I'm a very masculine person anyways, but when you're an entrepreneur, like your masculinity increases a lot because you're a business owner and you're doing a lot of things and, you know, you, you like, you've decided to take on a role that most men do. So I have found like breath work has really centered me tremendously um, because I overthink I'm, I'm a big thinker, like I'm a big thinker. So I become like very logical in some sense. So breath work has really helped me find a balance in my business and just brought me back, centered me constantly. So that would be one of the other things that I've I've been doing a lot of. I've got so many <clears throat> questions. I don't know where to start. Um, <laughs> I, I find it a very common thing, not just within um, female entrepreneurs, but male entrepreneurs as well. Just because yeah. business is so masculine orientated, what's the task? What's the goals? What's the structure? What's the percentage? What's the cost per blah, 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 blah going on? It's so focused and analytical that I think everyone in business needs to get reacquainted with some more feminine energy and figuring that out for yourself. Like what's the balance? I find that majority of men that I work with are about 70% masculine. Like it's so funny. I said they're about 70% masculine, 30% feminine. And if they don't honor that 30% feminine, it'll show up some way in a negative form. And it was so funny. And one of my clients, he like, he counted, he calculated all of his masculine tasks in a week and all of his feminine tasks in a week. And he was like, 69% masculine and 31% feminine. I was like, yes. Oh what? How do you even do that? That's actually hilarious. I don't know, he, he just he just figured it out. I thought it was so fun. Yeah. And, and it's, it must be hard for you though. Like I get male clients. Male clients come to me because they want, they want like a like a woman to kind of like hold like hold space for them. They're like, they want to be broken down. Like they want to be able to talk about their emotions that they're unable to do sometimes with male mentors that aren't very self-aware or aren't doing the work other than the business stuff, you know? So, you know, it is really hard to like break them down, break them down. Like they're so task orientated. I'm like, why don't you just be like, why don't you go and have a nap? Like, why don't you just go and like, go and take your partner out or like go and like do something, go on a trip or something like, and they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, Yeah. like I want you to have the day off. Like, can you go and have the day (laughs) off? (laughs) I'm like, we'll talk about this when you get back. Like, you go and have half the day off and then we'll chat about the rest on Friday. <laughs> I relate to this so much. And then they come back on Friday, on like two days later, they're like, oh my God, I made so much money and I didn't even do anything. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, because like you're trying to find things to do all the time. And I'm guilty of that. Like I, what I have noticed for myself, like if I, like I said at the start, I'm very conditioned to work. Like I can work 2020, I worked nonstop every single day for the whole year. Um, last year I worked nonstop every single day for six months. Like I can just switch it on and just work and it not phase me. I go into the suggest bubble, but the side effect of doing that 
the mind, like burnout, mental, like mental fatigue, not physical fatigue, but mental fatigue is blocks all creativity, all innovation, all decision-making. So then your mind is like this cloud, like, and you're tired all the time. Your emotional intelligence drops and you can't, a client's rude to you and you're all of a sudden triggered and emotional and you're crying about it and all of the things. Like, and then you find blocks everywhere in your business, boundaries, leaky boundaries. You start people-pleasing people, like all of this ugh, stuff like shows up. <laughs> and then and then you can't think. You can't think because you're trying to think too much and you're, try, the, you're trying to like think your way out of thinking. <laughs> it sounds crazy, but like I remember trying to like think my way out of thinking, like think my way out of of my brain in overload and I'm like why can't I make a decision and it's because I just wasn't honoring myself like I wasn't taking time off I wasn't going and doing fun things I stopped going to church like I stopped listening to worship I stopped listening to music like I stopped all the things that connects me to my feminine and there was this big block so it was just masculine energy burnout exhaustion mental fatigue leaky boundaries people pleasing like it was just it was horrible and then breakdown happened (laughs) you see it happen too like within the business because people just get stuck in there and their business doesn't expand and they're just doing like as you mentioned all the things and they forget that like hey i can actually be a leader i need to step out and get creative to do that and to be a good leader i have to shop with compassion and empathy and all these things instead of just hustle crush get stuff done mode absolutely and it's like you know, your creativity and your innovation is the business. Mm. So if you can't create, you can't write, you can't self-express, you can't be vulnerable because you've got this big, like, wall up, you know, how do you market? How do you sell? Like, how do you even have fun in your business? It's it's you've just kind of, like, building yourself a glorified job, basically. Isn't the solution to that, like, four coffees, three Red Bulls and some pre-workout? Uh-huh. <laughs> coffee's a day so. <laughs> but like oh my gosh you know and that was me too like coffee like there was no tomorrow like gotta stay up gotta finish everything but I will say this though I, I don't want to say that the hustle culture is not necessary because oh, yeah. I don't want to make people that are listening to this believe that you can do the bare minimum and have achieve your goals Okay, so if you've got big, ambitious goals, it is going to take a season and maybe multiple seasons where you're really going to have to be, like, focused in the game. And doing the bare minimum is, like, I would say do more than the bare minimum if you want to achieve your goals. However, it's also just finding balance between everything. That's yeah. why I do like, I really like the bodybuilding thing for people who compete regularly um, yeah. and using that as an analogy because you have your on and your off seasons and it's the same mm-hmm. thing. And I think that business owners, it happens as well. You're all creating all the things, get ready. Then it's like on, we're on here for this certain period of time. And then that sort of phase happens. And now it's all right, back to creation mode. Let's do that. Yeah. So I believe things sort of work in like percentages, like, okay, we're going to be 80% masculine for these next couple of months, but we still need to have that 20% in there. Then afterwards, we're going to bring it back to be, 50% masculine, 50% feminine, because I need some time to, to recharge and create until we can get back into the new zone. And Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, you go through those seasons. I think as like you said, being aware of them and like 
knowing, okay, what do I need to do in this time to honor myself? You know, some of the littlest things, even that I teach like the my my women is when they're like building or some are like scaling and then everything becomes like super heavy. It's like all of a sudden it's like, boom. And they're like, ah, and I'm like, okay, I think you should maybe not train seven days a week and maybe train four days a week. And their face is like, what? And I'm like, I think you should pull it back. And I think you should sleep more. I think you should maybe go and start doing like morning walks or you should start doing like these little practical things. Cause they're like, what can I do? What strategies? And I'm like, I actually want you to like train less eat more, sleep more, and, like, just go and be outside without earphones in your ears. And they're like, huh? <laughs> uh, so come on, guys. We're getting this creative juices flowing. We need this. I know. But it's it's understanding, like, when you need to push, you need to push. But it's also just, like, what other things do you need to implement, like, practically to help keep you centered and balanced so that it doesn't all feel so heavy and you're not frying yourself in your business? So true. When was, when for you was like the scariest moment of your business for you when you were like, cause there's a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs I talk to and a lot of people have gone through that stage where they're like, this is like my last cent right now. <laughs> this is going to happen. I don't know if you sort of had that experience, but a lot of people yeah. I talk to have yeah. some, you do. I'd love to hear it. Please tell me the oh, story. Okay. All right. So um, I'm a lot better now, but when I was first starting my entrepreneurial journey, this is always the hardest part and this is where I think a lot of people have fear around investing because it's like, this is my last dollar. I have always been the person that believed if the person could teach me how to turn $1,000 into $10,000, I'm in the right place. Like if I can learn how to make money, it's a powerful tool to have, to be taught that by someone. So that's always been it, my, my mindset from day one. I just need to learn how to make money. Someone needs to teach me how to do this. So with that in mind, you know, I've spent all of my tax money on, you know, in mentors to teach me this. Um, I've, there was a period where I would say my first hire, I knew nothing about hiring people. I hired someone that I didn't really know when I was in the beginning phases um, to help do sales calls for me. And that person, like not knowing or having enough knowledge about the specific the specific role, that person like completely like was not good at all. Put me in the red zone. I ended up like reaching the end of the year. I had five. I think I had three thousand dollars left in my bank account, and I gave that three thousand dollars to somebody else to a, to a mentor to help get me out of the situation that I put myself in. And I had no money to pay my rent the next month. <laughs> So, you know, trusting that the, I made poor, knowing that I made, made poor decisions, you always have to find a lesson in whatever position that you're in. And then, you know, tr- again, self-trust, just knowing, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to let go of this money. Money is, money can be made. If you can believe as a beginner entrepreneur that money can be made and it's literally just a transaction, it is just a tool, it has no emotions, it is just neutral then you can trust that you can make that money back. Okay. So I gave away my last $3,000 with nothing else left in my bank account. And it, how did you feel at that time? What was, I cried. I literally (laughs) cried. And this was like when me and, you know, Monique, my sister, we were in a really tough place, really, really tough place. Um, And she just looked at me and cried. She's like, you literally just gave away all that we like had. And I was like, I know, but you have to trust me. 
And she's like, yeah, but how are we going to pay rent next month? And I was like, I don't know, but you have to trust me. And that was it. And we just cried. <laughs> Monique's like, she overanalyzes everything. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll sign up. <laughs> and it was just trusting that I could back myself. That was it. I'm like, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And I, I was fine next month. You know, I was fine. I was making money before that. I could do it again. And I guess the next time, um, the next time, uh, when was the next time? You know what? I'll be completely transparent. It was this year. It was this year. Wow. Yeah. So um, I used all of my savings to invest into America. Oh, damn. Everything. So I started from ground zero again (laughs) with 14 staff members. (laughs) So is it hot in here? Is it just me? (laughs) You know, and this is the first time I I haven't even mentioned this on social media. Um, I went for an E2 investors visa to move to, to open up my company in the United States and it was a really, really big investment, huge investment to be able to make it happen. And I had to, yeah, it was, it was big. It was like 150,000, if not more, plus more actually, like that's just the investment. Then it's operational costs to run the business and all the things and, you know, all hidden lawyer fees that come out of nowhere to do all the things. And, you know, um, and I invested and I was like, I'm going to do this. And, you know, come January, I was like, oh, my God, like, wow, okay, cool. Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and that was a really big shift for me mentally to see so much. Like, and I was like, okay, Jess, you got this. We're here again. You've got this. You know what you need to do. You just do it again. You just replicate the same thing over and over. And we've built back up the savings. So, you know, it's like, trusting that even if you have to take a risk or you have to invest it's like cool what do I need to do to make that money back that's all you need to ask yourself what do I need to do to make that money back what is what strategies do I need to implement for myself and then how am I going to show up that's it I think just like something that's so powerful that has happened throughout this entire call is just seriously the importance of getting mentor like and paying for one (laughs) and knowing that it's going to happen and know that you're like no can trust yourself with that person because they probably relate to you. I find that is just Absolutely. so fantastic. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah. I think it's just having someone to lean on, like people that have done it, have been through the emotional roller coaster. Um, you know, there are going to be people in your circle that you can't necessarily talk to about these things, like that they don't understand. You know, my mom still doesn't understand what I do. So I can't have certain conversations with her because she doesn't understand. So for me, it's really important that I do have the right support around me because there are questions that I have that I don't know, like I don't know, and where I need someone to help me move through a specific, like a tough time, you know, and it can be anything. It can even be with staff members, a contractor, a client, like client problems. And you just need someone to say, like, this is what you need to say. This is how you handle it. This is what you need to do. So powerful. And so handy just having that there. I love that you had that ability as well to get out there and, and actually trust. And you had that first experience of getting a mentor that it works. And now it's really easy for you to be like, cool, I'm going to invest in this mentor because I know I'm going to get this result. <laughs> yeah. So Jess, you've been amazing. For people who are listening, where can they find you? Uh, Instagram. That's normally where I hang out. So it's pretty easy. Jessica, full stop, Vieira, V-I-E-R-A-A underscore. That's me. 
Awesome. Well, one thing I like to do to get people to do on the actual uh, uh, podcast at the end of it is to challenge the listeners. So it's all good and well to listen to everything and be like, oh, that's really cool. They talked about all these things. But at the end of it, it's sort of, I like to say, you know, what's one challenge that someone could implement today or implement this week to get, you know, as a next action step to get the ball rolling, the forward momentum for whatever it is that they've taken away from this call. So what is one thing that you would like to do or say to challenge all the listeners? I think, you know, coming back to like what I feel like that kept showing up throughout this conversation is like, who do you need to become? Like, who do you need to become? And then getting in alignment with your vision. If you don't have a vision, you need to think about that vision. If you don't have goals, you need to think about those goals and really be intentional with it and, you know, write it down, like write, get it out on paper and think like, what do I want to achieve for myself? Whether that's in the next year, five years, 10 years from now and reverse engineer the process. What do you need to do to get there? You know, I think a lot of well, if you if you are thinking about a goal but you're not thinking about well what do I need to do or who do I need to become to get there then that's the missing piece so think about the end result and you'll have lots of goals and then reverse engineer the process who do you need to become what do you need to do that's it and that's all what you desire <laughs> absolutely all desire <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much for coming on to the show Jess you're absolutely welcome it's been a pleasure Thank you so much for getting this far into the podcast. As a token of my appreciation for the loyal listeners, you can get a $50 discount of your first month inside the Set the Standard community. That'll help you double your business and reprogram your mind. We have two live group coaching calls per month, eight modules and challenges, and an exclusive network where you can meet all the men who are setting the standard in here. Please use the code PODCAST, capital P-O-D-C-A-S-T, to get the first $50 off of your first month. Can't wait to see you guys in there.